This is Blind Football News. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Blind Football News today on Thursday, the 14th of December. So, last night, the final games of the Champions League group stage took place, and we'll get right into it. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, the games and the groups we'll be focusing on will be groups F and H, respectively, because those are the groups where there was still something at stake in Group E. Atletico Madrid and Lazio Roma were through with uh, Feyenoord uh, having a guaranteed Europa League spot and Group G saw Manchester City and Red Bull Leipzig advance in first and second place. So let's get into it. Group F, the so-called Group of Death with Borussia Dortmund, PSG, Newcastle United and AC Milan. Before the situation is pretty clear, AC Milan and Newcastle face off and either team has to win for a chance at the Champions League knockout stages. The other game between a PSG and Borussia Dortmund would have implications for the game because if PSG lose, then the winner of the other game is definitely through. If Borussia Dortmund and PSG draw, then AC Milan would not be able to advance with a win but Newcastle would be able to advance due to the better differential from the direct games between the two clubs. So basically, both teams want PSG to lose and Newcastle can also live with a draw, but no matter what, they have to beat each other and that will also be the first game we'll be focusing on. Newcastle United against AC Milan. Before we get started, just a quick glance at the jerseys. So Newcastle United playing in their classical zebra look, so they have black and white stripes on the shirt black pants and white socks, whereas AC Milan have a new jersey this season, a new away jersey, and they have blue socks, blue pants, and then pink, like slightly neonish pink shirts. But there is a bit of a color gradient in it, so it kind of the color changes from the blue further down the shirt to pink further up. And the numbers and the player names on the back are all in white. Alright, let's get started. So the first action of the game. In the 20th minute, Newcastle constructs an attack down the right side. Quick combination played and a through ball to Joelinton in the penalty box at the edge of the 6 box. Shoots but saved on the goal line. His low shot goes past the goalkeeper but AC Milan's Fika Tomori on the goal line just manages to slide in and clear the ball with his right foot. And actually there was another Newcastle player coming so an amazing goal line clearance by Fika Tomori to keep scores level. The 33rd minute, Newcastle attack again. Gallagher through the centre, sees Joe Linton to his right. Quick combination pass in the penalty box. Joe Linton shoots from the edge. Goal! Strikes with his laces through the boot. Top left corner, nothing the goalkeeper can do. So from just inside the penalty box, from a position slightly, well, more or less in front of the right post, he really just thunders it in to the top left corner. Nothing anyone could do to stop that one, especially not goalkeeper Mike Mignard. So 1-0 to Newcastle, and that would mean, depending on how the other game goes, that they are at least guaranteed a Europa League spot, but also have a decent shout at a a knockout stage spot in the Champions League. On to the second half. AC Milan with the first meaningful attack of the second half in the 59th minute. Attack down the left side, ball to the centre, Liao with the strike, completely miscues, falls to Giroud, he plays a cross goal, goal, Pulisic just nods it in from around six yards out, well nods it, he actually plays it in with his foot. It was a nice attack down the left side, 
a well-timed run and then a good cross to Rafael Liao who tries to hit it first time but just completely miscues it and luckily it bounces to Olivier Giroud who with an amazing presence of mind at the at, in front of the six-yard box plays it towards the right post across the six-yard box where Christian Pulisic is completely unmarked and then just hits it into goal from around yeah six yards out. 1-1 one, one, and that's a result that none of the teams want of course because that would mean well Newcastle would be in the Europa League but both teams would essentially be out of the Champions League no matter what. 69th minute, Newcastle with an attack, ball to Bruno, Bruno Gumarish on the edge of the penalty box. He strikes it, saved by Mignon, what a wonderful save. A curling effort to the right post and with at full stretch, Mike Mignon with his outstretched left arm managed to kind of hit the ball up towards the crossbar and it actually bounces off the crossbar and to safety. An amazing save to keep, keep scores levels. The 79th minute, Newcastle with an attack. It's intercepted by AC Milan. Ball cleared towards the centre circle. Tino Livramento has, and he completely miscontrols it. Suddenly, Rafael Leroy, one-on-one with the goalkeeper from 30 metres out. He's running, 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 shoots, post! He completely miscues his shot. A huge chance to put the guests ahead. But one-on-one with only the keeper to beat, he puts a low effort within step towards the left post, and it bounces off and away to safety. Both teams open up and try to move forward, push everything forward because no one wants a draw. The 84th minute. AC Milan with a counter-attack. Ball to Chukwese in the penalty box. He shoots left footed score, scores! 2-1! Chukwese puts the guests ahead and crushes the Champions League dreams of Newcastle United. It was a great finish from inside the penalty box, just to the right of the right post, around 10 metres away, with the inside of his left foot, he curls the ball into the far corner. Nothing keeper Dubravka can do. 2-1 AC Milan. And that is that. Newcastle lose in front of the home crowd. They had the big chance. They were ahead. But that definitely puts them out of Europe. And depending on the other game... AC Milan either in the Europa League or in the Champions League knockout stages. Again, so Borussia Dortmund has to win for AC Milan to advance. A draw and PSG are through. And the game in Dortmund in front of 80,000 spectators. Borussia Dortmund playing in yellow shirts, yellow socks and black shorts. Whereas PSG is playing in white shorts, white socks and, white, and a white shirt. Only there's a strip running across the chest that is red and blue for PSG's jerseys. So let's get into the game. PSG dominate proceedings in the first well quarter of an hour, 25 minutes. First, Lee misses the goal from around six meters out after a low ball is played towards him, but he just can't put it in. And then Kylian Mbappé, one and one, beats the keeper, empty net in front of him. Plays a high ball towards goal. Niklas Sule, the defender, sliding in. And an amazing save by Sule. He, while sliding, he manages to pull up his right leg and keep the ball that is just above him from crossing the line. It was really spectacular and one of the best defensive pieces of action I've seen. So just to, again, recap... Mbappé rounds the keeper from six metres out. He has an empty net in front of him. Sule is rushing towards the goal line. And then Mbappé just plays a high ball to the centre of goal, expecting, of course, to be celebrating in a few seconds. And Sule, Niklas Sule, the former Bayern Munich player, slides and while sliding, kind of pulls up his right leg at a 90-degree angle and one metre above him just manages to keep the ball out of goal to kick it away. It's spectacular and I have not seen anything like that ever before. Then 
Five minutes later, Kolomouani finds himself one-on-one with the Dortmund keeper. The defender is behind him, putting in pressure, and he, again, just puts his shot inches wide. It was a really dominant display from PSG in the beginning of the first half, but no goal as of yet. Then, Borussia Dortmund would wake up and have two shots, one saved by the goalkeeper and one going just wide. It was a really frantic game, real end-to-end stuff, and highly entertaining for the neutral because there were a lot of shots on goal, a lot of good chances. Moving on to the second half, the 51st minute. PSG build from the back, from the right. Suddenly they lose the ball. Hummels gets it, plays across into the penalty box. Phil Krug across the six-yard box. And the Yemi short-range shot. Goal! Hits the inside of the post from close range, seven meters out. With his left foot, he hits the inside of the right post and puts Dortmund ahead. So well done by Phil Krug, but a very chaotic defending wins of play leads to the 1-0 advantage for the hosts. And as things stand... PSG dropping out of the Champions League. Four minutes later, PSG attacking down the left side through Kylian Mbappé, close to the penalty box. He takes a one-on-one with the defender, plays the ball to the centre. Warren Zaire Emery at the edge of the penalty box, shoots goal! The 17-year-old puts PSG level. An important goal because as things stand, or as things turned out to stand, a draw would be enough to put PSG through. He takes the strike, Warren Zaire Emery from the edge of the penalty box, central position, through the legs of Karin Adeyemi and into the bottom left corner. 1-1. In the subsequent sequences of play, PSG would push forward, would try to do more, try to grab a winner. There was an offside goal by Kylian Mbappé, but then news of Milan's goal, or first of all Milan's equaliser and then Milan's going ahead, reached Dortmund and both teams... Well, just had a game that kind of petered out and nothing much happened anymore. So, 1-1, PSG through in second spot, Dortmund winners of the group, Newcastle completely crashing out of Europe, and AC Milan, thanks to their win against Newcastle, clinching the Europa League spot. On to the last decisive game between FC Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk. Porto, the hosts in the Estadio de Dragao, in front of 45,000 visitors, with White socks, blue shorts, and their classical blue and white striped shirts. It's vertical stripes and more blue than white, whereas Shakhtar Donetsk also play in the traditional jerseys with black socks, black shorts, and orange shirts with black stripes running down them. And the situation before the game was pretty clear. Porto need a draw. Shakhtar have to win. If Shakhtar win, they are through to the knockout stages. A draw or a win for Porto, and they are through. First attack of the game for Porto. Down the right-hand side, playing combination football in the centre. Then a long ball over the last line of defence, accepted in the penalty box. Scrambling, scrambling, the ball goes across the five-yard box. Goal! Galeno pushes the ball in from just five metres out. It was very inconsequent defending to put the hosts ahead and put one leg inside the Champions League knockout rounds. Ninth minute. Shakhtar Donetsk launch a long ball over the last line of defence. The assistant referee raises his hand, still Players running at the defense, Subkov, he plays a ball across goal, Sikhan scores! 1-1 or not? It's a very strange situation because the assistant referee had flagged for offside, the referee let play continue, and after some deliberation, VAR decides that the goal counts. So 1-1, the Porto players, of course, completely irritated, the flag was raised, they stopped playing to a certain extent, but yeah... That is football. Sometimes referees make mistakes, and in this case, it definitely was a mistake. So, as I said, referee raises his flag, 
it does irritate the players. It wasn't offside, it was an onside position. Still, it definitely influenced the passage of play. But 1-1, game on. Then 43rd minute, Porto attacking from a corner, played short towards the edge of the penalty box from the D. Shot Galeno, 2-1. He powers the ball into the bottom left corner. It actually takes a deflection away and just getting it past keeper Riznik. Nothing he can do there. Advantage, Porto. And that would also be the halftime score. The 62nd minute. Donetsk build an attack from behind. Suddenly intercepted by Galeno. He sees a run by Taremi in the penalty box. Plays him through. Shot from an acute angle. Goal! 3-1 Porto. Is that the decision? A nice strike from around 10 meters out in front of the left post. Just hammered into the near post, under the bar. Nothing the keeper can do there. He just gets an arm up, but too late. 3-1. 72nd minute, Donetsk is under attacking, in the penalty box, 1-1, one one, played the ball across goal, hits the defender goal, own goal in the 72nd minute by Estorquio, Stefan Escasio, Danilo Sikan made the run into the penalty box, played the ball across the six-yard ball box and hit his opposition player on the leg, 3-2 game, back on. 75th minute, Porto winner corner from the right side. Outswinger played to the six-yard box, past everyone. Pepe completely alone in front of goal, hits it, goal, 4-2, and that is probably it. He's completely unmarked, just on the six-yard line in the center of goal, hits it with his right boot, just slowly kind of nudges it over the goal line, 4-2, and that is it. The game would actually still continue to go on. Porto would Go ahead 5-2 and then in the dying moments of the game, Shakhtar Donetsk would get one back 5-3. And that would be that. So Porto are through to the Champions League knockout rounds, Shakhtar Donetsk in the Europa League. In the same group, by the way, huge surprise, Royal Antwerpen managed to beat Barcelona at home 3-2, also through a goal in stoppage time. Although one has to say that Barcelona didn't play with the best players, it was more like a B team, still Massive respect to Antwerpen, although the result doesn't have any significance because Antwerp was the first points they actually won in the group. Uh, so Antwerpen finished on three points. In third place, we have Donetsk on nine points and tied on first and second place, place Barcelona and Porto, both with 12 points. So that is that for the Champions League group stages. 16 teams advanced to the knockout stages and we have the group winners with Manchester City, Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Sociedad, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona. So all Spanish teams managed to win their groups. Two English teams managed to win their groups, while the other two English teams, Manchester United and Newcastle United, completely dropped out of Europe, which is also, well, unprecedented. And as runner-ups, we have Rasenballsport Leipzig, PSV Eindhoven, FC Copenhagen, Napoli, Inter Milan, Lazio, Paris Saint-Germain and FC Porto. So three Italian teams as runner-ups and of course PSG and Eindhoven Porto, some very strong teams there. And the draw for the knockout stages will take place at the beginning of next week, Monday at 6pm CET. We'll find out who plays who and just perfectionism's sake, the teams dropping into Europa League are Benfica Lisbon, Young Boys Bern, Feyenoord Rotterdam, Arsilon, Galatasaray Istanbul, FC Braga, AC Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk. All right, that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and a great start to the festive period, 10 days until Christmas. All right, that's it from me. Have fun, take care 
and until next time. Goodbye.